Hello and welcome to that film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Orphan First Kill. Directed by William Brent Bell, Orphan First Kill is the psychological horror film that serves as a prequel to the 2009 film Orphan. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Orphan First Kill or the original Orphan film yet and you want to, go watch them first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers about both films. Orphan First Kill is based on a story by David Leslie Johnson, McGoldrick and Alex Mace, who wrote the screenplay and story to the predecessor. Isabel Furman reprises her role from the previous film using some movie magic. But Luke, you have the plot. After orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Lena, played by Isabel Furman, travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. So we've never we've never spoken or you know obviously we've never done a review or anything of Orphan um, from 2009 that original film it was I guess uh, a few years back um, I only watched that original film for the first time last week in anticipation of uh, of doing this and watching this this prequel um, you enjoyed that film that movie didn't you that first one yeah I did and I watched it. Back when it first came out, and I did a rewatch in anticipation of this film. But honestly, like when you said that you'd never seen it, I was generally surprised, as you have seen <laughs> most modern horrors. I'm surprised this one passed you by, but really happy that it wasn't spoiled for you. Yeah. That you actually got to watch the movie and experience the twist as it was intended, even though it was all these years later. Mm, like my wife had seen it and look i even i even have the dvd like i've got a physical copy of it i've just had never watched it um but yeah when we were when we were watching it it was sort of like a couple minutes before the the reveal of the twist and my wife turns me like have you worked it out yet and i'm like is she like some some like old lady that's like in disguise and silence and then obviously the movie plays out and that's what we find out so I mean, this is all information you kind of need to know going into this because they're not holding back on any of that information. Like this, this character is is like a thirty year old woman with um, with a dwarf dwarfism type thing. So she looks like a young eight, nine, ten year old girl, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, it worked really well in that first movie. I was like, wow, like cool. What a what a reveal. Kind of picked it, but that's okay. It was still fun. It was still fun, and it is a good little film. The interesting thing here is that we're getting Isabel Furman back in this one. It's a prequel, so she's technically playing a couple years younger. Um, yeah, but I guess she's still playing a character who is, you know, in her thirties or whatnot. But she is she's required to look like a young girl eight, nine years old, something like that. And obviously it worked well because in that first film, Isabel Furman was of that. I think she was like 10 or something. In this movie, she's of real age. She is, I think when, at the time of filming, she was 24. So it was interesting to be like, okay, so this is a prequel. <laughs> bringing yeah, it back. Got to, it's, yeah. it's you've got to wrap your, your head around it. The actress was younger than the character in the first movie. But then the actress is older, 
but younger than the character, but playing a younger version of the character from the first film. Yeah. I, think I don't right. know what anyway, you said then, but yes. <laughs> it's, all, it was it's all very, very confusing. And going back to that first film, Orphan 2009, that movie was directed by Jaime Collette Serra. And that was before we did all his Dwayne Johnson movies and most recently Black Adam. So he's obviously busy doing these bigger movies, <laughs> but now we're getting a prequel to a film. And I never thought that we... I mean, I thought Orphan was done. I enjoyed that film, but I thought it was just going to be a one and done, and that's all it will ever be. And then when they said they were doing a new one, but it was going to be a prequel, it's like, but it's going to be before the events of the twist. Like, what is even that going to be? And then the movie opens, and it's like, yeah, but we, we, the audience, we know. I've got to be honest, I thought the twist in this film was absolutely fantastic <laughs> really well, really enjoyed it well what happens is that like as i'm watching this movie you know like because there is an element missing um in in the experience of this movie because you know like when you're watching that first one you do think that it's a little you know nine-year-old girl and it's like the things that she's doing the way she's speaking acting killing it's like wow this is freaky because it's a kid now watching this one, when she's doing those things, it's like, yeah, I know you're a little, I know you're a little 30-year-old Estonian like dwarf. So it's kind of, it does take that thing away from it. And then as we get through the movie, it's sort of like, uh, we're kind of going through the same motions as that first one, like same sort of story beats, plot kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, like, is this the same movie, but just without that uh, effect and the experience until we get to that twist, which came out of nowhere. <laughs> I think it is. well, which was which oh, was well. a great twist. I mean, let's let's set it well, set it up, set up the twist. So she's with this. She infiltrates this family essentially. She pretends to be. She goes from. She escapes Estonia. She manages manages to get herself to America by claiming to be the the missing daughter of of this you know quite wealthy family who disappeared like four years ago or something something like that what's happening during the movie is that like I'm questioning the believability of all this stuff. Cause I'm like, surely the mom would recognize that this is not her kid. Why is the brother being such a dick to who is supposed to be, you know, his sister, his flesh and blood. Unlike that first movie, we're not talking about like someone being adopted. Like they believe that, well, at least we think that they believe that this is their daughter, their sister, all of that. Then I'm like, mm, I'm not on board. Like, this doesn't really, this isn't working for me. But then the twist where it's the the brother, the older brother is actually responsible for killing his sister. The mum covered it up to protect him. And she's known this whole time that, or they've both known that she's not who they say they are. Um, I don't know. Came out of nowhere. But suddenly it was like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, but it just it, suddenly... It made, it clicked. It made everything yeah, make made sense. sense. I'm like, ah, oh, all the issues we've had clicked. so far, we're good. <laughs> we're good. And that's great. And the, I mean, honestly, we've talked about Isabel Furman already, and she is really good. She was good in that first movie. She's really good here. A great addition to the cast, though, Julia Stiles as the mum, as Trisha Albright. She is so good in this. I think it's the first time we've seen her in a horror since the remake of The Omen back in around 05. 
really like her in this and she plays the twist so well. And the genius of this film for me is that because we see Esther or Lena in the opening and we see that she's the character we know her to be. So before the events of that first movie, with this being a prequel, but we know she's evil and she's done all these bad things. What I didn't think this movie was going to portray is her as the victim. Like she was actually the victim who should have been mistreated by this mother, this brother. And with the believability of it all, you've still got Alan, the dad, who does believe it. But they, they talk heavily about the fact that he really struggled with the loss. He was in a really dark place. So I guess more than anybody is open to believing that his daughter's really come back. So he can still go with Alan believing yeah. until he doesn't and he falls and dies. But anyway, <laughs> you can believe you no, can believe I, Alan that a he lo- a lot of, accepts a lot of, it as truth. A lot of what this movie's telling you to to go along with is pretty ridiculous. I mean, I I can't understate that enough. It's 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 pretty crazy. But it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's a it's a yeah, yeah, when when, when I the, agree, when I agree. It is ridiculous. Like, it okay, is enjoyable. This is this is something different. Like we're not getting the same story. They managed to give us, you know, the same, but then just turn it on its head and be like, okay, cool. We're getting yeah. This is <laughs> and it's weird. Yeah, like when because that's the thing. Yeah, you, you get towards towards the end and you're just like, wait, hang on, am I rooting for her? Like, like hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, she's the hero. She's the yeah. hero of the hang story. <laughs> With the twist, though, it it wasn't just that it was a twist, it was a new twist. It's how they did it. So you had the inspector who was onto her. So Esther goes to take out the inspector. She stabs him. Then the mum walks in. And you just think, oh, she's going to confront her. But no, she shoots the inspector to make sure he's dead. (laughs) I just thought it was a good way. And you're right, it did come out of nowhere, but it bloody worked. Yeah, but then it... It answered, style, so good. It answered all the questions, all the gripes I had so far, and I was like, "All right." Well, I mean, I had other gripes, but that can't be helped with the twist. Um, I mean, did you find because what they're doing here, like because obviously the actress is, you know, a lot older now and and taller, she doesn't have the face of what this character is supposed to look like. You know, a nine year old girl. She visibly looks older than than she did in the in the original film yeah she does yeah. so they're using camera tricks you know like they're using body doubles um the the other actors are sometimes wearing you know wearing lifts lifted shoes you know like stilts kind of thing on their on their footing to make yeah, her yep. look shorter and all that kind of stuff so lots of camera trickery even a little bit of like digitizing her face to look younger amongst all the makeup and stuff as much as I wanted to watch this and and just be like, wow, this is really working. And sometimes, and sometimes it did, but for the most part, I was like, I've found it so distracting and it was just annoying me that I couldn't. Oh, right. See, yeah, I, I was like, she just I, looks. I just so put it along with it. I, uh, <laughs> it reminded me. I just, I just accepted that this, this, was this was the world. This was the story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just went with it, but I, do appreciate like how they achieved it. And you're right, they did use some CGI to you know de-age her because they had to do something, but for the most part, it was a combination of makeup and forced perspective, and like you say, and body doubles. So I do appreciate that practical approach. 
yeah, it's good. I'm like, See, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I feel like they pulled it off, but because of my eagle eyed bloody vision, like I'm watching it. <laughs> and I guess because I had just watched that original film, you know, just a couple of days prior, it was just like this very big distinction of like, yes, oh, like her jaw maybe, structure, every, I was maybe like, you look like a 20 something yeah. year old. If they were saying, you know, like she was passing off as like a teenager, I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. But I just, especially very early on, it was like, it was just very distracting. You know, when they're at the airport and I'm like, body double. And it's like, yep, like she's like, down whatever <laughs> they do it. I'm like, yep, that's her head. That's not her head. That's her face. You know, I think, I think the biggest difference is, like you say, that the time in between watching that first, mm. this one from 09 and then watching this new one that's a prequel. I mean, I've seen the first one a couple of times now. The most recent viewing would have been sometime last year. Right. Maybe because you've seen them like days apart. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, and maybe that's my fault. Really they, they pulled it off. It, it was distracting for me, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, I hate this movie. It's unwatchable. It was just, it was kind of just annoying. But then, you know. Put it this way. Just go like for it. me, the, the movie was more appealing knowing that she was coming back. Rather and it than wasn't just going to be and getting like another recasting. 10 year old. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's so not as made bad it as harder this. on themselves. Yeah. By, by bringing <laughs> her back. Just just a complication for the for the hell of it. Well, it, it's not as bad as this, but it, it reminded me of like that. I think, is it Marlon Wyans movie, Little Man? Where it's like the baby uh, yeah, yeah. with like the man head. And I'm just like, again, not as bad as that. I'm obviously being very silly here, but no, no, no. Well, that's a baby. But I mean, if I was a young girl, but, yeah. but it, sometimes it was like that. It was like this very tiny body. And then I'm like, you got a lady head. But then it's weird because it's like, she is supposed to be like a 30 year old, but she's supposed to look like. Just go with it. I don't, so I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> She doesn't have wrinkles. That's that's a plus. <laughs> they did they yeah. did all right with it. They did all right with well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's just again, like I'd, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when this was being pitched. So, what do you want to do? You sure you don't want to do a sequel? Nope. We absolutely want to do a prequel. Well, I mean, for obvious reasons, they couldn't really do a sequel unless they <laughs> did some um, did some resurrection magic stuff, but. Yeah, no, it's if any, you know, to make their life easier. I mean, really, this movie should have just been made straight away. <laughs> but at I least mean, I did again. Like you, yeah. I mean, you watched that first one a lot more recent than I did, uh, but I did read that they used the prequel to fix up some of the plot holes from the first one, and a main one is the fact that in the you know the opening of the original. Well, that first film, she was in an American orphanage where that wouldn't typically happen. Like, she's a young girl from Estonia, so she wouldn't end up unless something else happened. And that something else happens in this prequel where she is the daughter of an American family. Yeah. And then she goes to the orphanage. I feel So they were using this prequel to fix up some plot holes like that. I feel like they did that to an extent, which is, which is good, but then... Uh, it, I mean, it's not major, It's not a major plot hole, but I feel like it does create a bit of a question mark. So in that original film, when they when they meet her at the orphanage, and you know they talk about her backstory, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like her family," which 
yeah, you know, they explain, oh, like there's a there's a house fire, and it's sort of assumed that it's like, okay, this happened in Estonia with her Estonian, or where did they say she's from? She's from Russia or something like that. Um, so we assume it's like it's a Russian family, like there was a, the house fire maybe happened there, or maybe it happened in America. You'd think after the events of this movie, like the orphanage that took her in, they would know her backstory that she's this person that was that went missing according to the narrative of the, you know, the missing girl, you know, she went missing for four years, ended up in Estonia. So she's lived in Estonia. Like, I feel like they would know that because everything's been sort of like the process has happened. Like she was brought to America and back to, well, back in quotations. I, I just feel like the orphanage wouldn't have a question mark there, but I guess it's possible that that information got missed along the, along the way. I feel like I went on too long about that. My bad. <laughs> My bad. No, that's okay. But um, yeah, well, we're talking plot holes. So that's, <laughs> uh, that's valid. And it might not be too major. It might not be too major. So, But it was just a question I had when the credits started rolling. I was like, hang on a sec. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm actually tempted to watch Orphan again. Now this is fresh in my mind, the prequel. And then just have that experience watching what happens next. Now this what, prequel exists. What's going to happen? You're going to watch it. And you're going to be like, God damn, she looks like a child because <laughs> what she is. And you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, James is yes. right. Um, yeah. But you did the order that they were released. I'm going to do the order of the timeline. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And you did it. You've done it before properly. So that's, that's all right. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this film? And that's it. We've talked about the force perspective. Um, the performance again, Isabel Furman, Julia Stiles is great. And the actor playing the inspector, I'm currently doing a rewatch of Smallville, is in episode three. Whoa, anyway, that's all I got to add. <laughs> I think we've I think we've covered everything. Right. Let's um let's get our rating. What would you give Orphan First Kill out of five? Oh, would well, you know what? I had a good time with this, but it is what it is. Like it is a fun movie. It's a good horror film. It's nothing amazing. It didn't quite have the you know the big rug pull that first one had, but it did have a very welcome twist that I didn't see coming. But I'm with this movie. I'm going to come in at a very, very good three out of five. It is a movie that I absolutely will be recommending. Um, but it is it is what it is. Like it's, uh, I mean, the runtime as well. I think it's like just over an hour and a half. Like it's got a, a decent runtime, and it, and it's a good film. But again, I'm interested in watching Orphan again just to see how they fit together. But sometimes when you know the twist, then you don't always have the same experience going yeah. back in. So I don't know about a second viewing of this one. Um, I don't think it'll stand up as well as the first one. But it's a good film. It, yeah, so I'll give it three out of five. I think I think I'll probably come in um, exactly the same three out of five as well. Um, could I rewatch this again? Ah, like, I mean, maybe like one more time at some point. But then then it would probably dry pretty, you know, dry out pretty quickly. Um, like I said, the the first half of the film felt very samey. And then it kicks in the twist, and it gets pretty bonkers after that. And there's some new there's some new stuff again. 
Isabel Furman is is great despite the fact that she is like a 20-something year old now. But that's okay. She's still doing a good job and that's the important thing. Um, it's a fun movie. Like you said, I, I recommend three out of five is is more than generous for this movie. Okay, so we'll wrap up with a little bit of trivia. And this is actually going to be trivia for both um, for both films. So in the with the original with the original movie, when they did the poster, you might be asking, why does it, why does she look so creepy on that poster? So what they did is that it's actually perfectly symmetrical. So it's half an image of her face and then they've just mirrored it. So then you're getting the exact oh. same duplicate of her face. So if you look at the poster closely, um, you'll see like, you know, like the way her hair is and stuff, it's exactly the same. Um, and they did the same oh, thing. that's cool. There, there were multiple posters for this um, first kill film, but the one where it's just a profile shot looking out sort of similar to the, um, the original one where she's got her pigtails, they did the same thing. It's exactly um, a symmetrical mirrored image. And that's why, wow. that's why it looks so you know, unnerving, a little bit, a little bit freaky. That's my trivia. Ah, good stuff. I yeah. didn't actually know that. I'm going to have to go back and have a look. Oh, I always, I always feel very proud when you're like impressed at my trivia. I'm like, I did a good job. Oh, question, question for you. You've recently been watched often, as we've said a couple of times. Yeah. Was that, was that a Warner Brothers film? I don't know. Are you sure if it's Warner Brothers? I mean, obviously the new one is, is Paramount? I'm pretty sure it is. Like the first one's a Warner Brothers film. Anyway, I thought you'd have the answer because you watched it recently. Uh, I don't know, and I feel like the yeah, I said that's the, okay. The DVD I think it is should I, be I, in arm's reach. There right, it is. Hang on. Okay. Let's do this live on air as I pull out a DVD off a shelf. Um, Warner Brothers is on the is on the case. There you go. Thought it was. Mm. Yes, Ooh, that's interesting, it's, isn't it's it? First one ending. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, this is interesting for people listening. I'm sure. I mean, I started it, but yeah. So the first one was <laughs> Warner Brothers, and then Paramount for the prequel. Doesn't go. often happen. All right, that's it for our review of Orphan First Kill. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We have a social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's New Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Samaritan, and be sure to check out our next review, Pinocchio. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film's View. See you soon. <laughs>